Welcome to Critapocalypse, a podcast in which we talk about stuff and things we've done over the last two weeks. Right now, you're hearing my voice in a very calm, sedentary manner, which is the norm for the podcast. I yeah, like, normal. Yeah. I feel like I'm a level person. I yeah. Don't, don't have any. Don't have any crazy. Emotions. I'm the outrageous shouty one. You are the outrageous. Shouty. You're going to cough through this whole episode. I might cough a little bit, Fuck not a ton, but a little bit. Oh, so. This week, it's episode 85, mm. uh, we've got some great news. Um, so, Donald Trump's revealed himself to be a lizard person. No, he hasn't. Which, no, which Alex it. Jones is quite excited about. He is upset, though, because it turns out that there is soy in the McDonald's fish sandwich. So, Donald Trump is a soy boy. All oh, right. And as is Alex Jones. All oh, right. So, they're all soy boys. Oh, which is upsetting. Well, I say soy boys. Soy, what's the name for a young lizard? I don't know, man. This is your nonsense. Well, anyway. You freaking... <sighs> welcome to the only alt-right uh, media review show. No. What? No. Oh, right. Wait, I thought alt-right means left. <sighs> You'd think it would be the alternative right, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, no. Oh. It's, that's just a scheme of theirs to make them sound like they're acceptable. Oh, when right. they're not, because they, they're cunts. Right, have you got reviewing things, yeah? Well, we're going to review some stuff, I think. Yeah. Do you feel like you can review some stuff? How's no, podcast over. how are you doing? All right, yeah, normal, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Nothing yeah. crazy happening? No. I'm I'm currently dealing with some emotional trauma. Awesome. Um, I'm one step away from bottoming out again. Oh, really? Oh, which was a bad period for our podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, just grow up. Yeah, could try that. I mean, I could, but I am. I don't think that it's my choice whether or not I start just randomly bottoming it. I think it's the choice of our generation. All right, okay. What do you think, Felix the Good. Cat's actual gender is? It's a boy. Felix is a. It could be a girl's name as well. No, what Felixia. Felicia is a girl's name. Yeah, but you can Felix. add an X no. instead of a C. No, you can't just add X's. You're not that rapper, whatever his fucking name is. Are you saying that it's chromosomal based naming? What are you doing? Well, we're going to do a podcast. This, we're one hour into this three minutes of podcast. <laughs> okay, all right, Anne. I think it's your turn to go first this week, so I'll let you. I'll let you start the podcast. Anne is now going to review something. Right? Is that it? First review of episode eighty-five. What are so you how you're wasting cutting? the intro to the whatever. You cutting me off, so I thought I'd just, I'd just drop talking it. nonsense. I was going to roll it all back around. Usually, you say I'm talking nonsense, and then seven minutes in, there's a joke at the end. But it's a very crap joke that rolls everything I've been talking about together. Yeah, perfect. Anyway, I'll review something, shall I? Fuck it. Thanks for that. That's all right. Just <laughs> slurp into the mic. <laughs> you got many amiibos now. Yeah, I needed some. Did you buy the mole and the other one from what, the... Mr. Um, Rossetti? Yeah. And K.K. Slider? And Tom Nook? Yeah. Why do, do you it, buy Tom Nook? Um, that just puts you in debt. Yeah. It actually costs... It, it means We've got to pay him back somehow. I'm giving him my bells. Do you want to play Amiibo Festival again at some point? No. Because I, lo- I, I beat you last time. I only bought it because I wanted the Amiibos. Oh. What are you going to do with them? I wanted the Isabel Amiibo. Fair enough. When she's in Smash Brothers, I'm going to look smart. Yeah, but that won't be. They'll probably be like, doesn't work with Smash Brothers. <laughs> they will. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Anne, your first review. Fuck's sake! 
Right, I'm, I'm going to... I can't really say review, can I? I'm going to talk about um, an album by a band called Camcorder. The album's called Suck. It's like not... the vampire movie? Yes, exactly like the vampire movie. Have you seen the vampire movie Suck? <sighs> Is that the one with fucking um, Jessica Jones in it? No. No. So the movie Suck is about a band that aren't doing very well. Awesome. And they the... they they get um they meet this guy who is the lead singer of Sisters of or something. He's the lead, he's the lead singer of an actual band in real life, but he plays a vampire in the film. Is it and, the guy from Merciful Fate or Sisters no. of Mercy? Sisters of, no, not Sisters of Mercy. No. Um that's no. And uh, yeah, and he bites the female bass player. And they start getting more and more attention, and it's it's all meant to be an actual very 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 um, obvious metaphor for drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, suck. Solid four out of ten. Cam- I'm, being, I'm being mean. Six out of ten. But Camcorder suck. <laughs> yeah. Their album. Yeah. Called Suck. Yeah. That is out. Well, today technically, because this is going to go live on the ninth. We're recording it on the eighth. Which is why I can't review WrestleMania, but that's okay. Mm. But their album is out on the 9th today. Go buy it from Bandcamp or wherever, but you could go on the YouTubes and listen to it because he's put it on there. But they would prefer it if you buy it because they're poor boys from Surrey, from Woking and the surrounding areas, and they need the money. But um, yeah, so I've, I've listened to it today because, you know, I'm special and stuff, and also because Toby from the band um, kind of put the YouTube video up without scheduling it. And he's claiming that he did it because they're off tomorrow to start their tour off because they start touring tomorrow evening. They've got to travel mm-hmm. to and all this. And yeah. he wouldn't have time to put it up. I don't think he knows about scheduling YouTube videos. Um, so Matt was freaking out. PG, the one of the other members of the band, he was a bit sort of like, that's not meant to be up till tomorrow. Don't share it. A bit late. Already shared it. Um, but it's a, yeah, it's a fantastic, like, if you like your post punk new noise, UK. Mid-90s sounding stuff mm. is, a, is a good shizzle. Right. Freaking and those of you who have been listening to the podcast for an ages, it's, you know, um, all two of you. Um, Love you guys. The theme tune at the start is different on our podcast because that is the ending. It's actually the ending. It's not the intro. It's the ending, the outro to the song Space from the Camcorder album. We stole it. Yeah. I asked permission first. All right. Yeah. We got... Dad's permission. I got permission from two of the three members of the band because I don't know the other one. Shit, the first one's going to sue us. Yeah, he probably will. Um, is it Seymour? I think Seymour's is the third one. Is that what you're saying? Nah, he's all right. I just, right. just I don't have him on Facebook or anything. Oh, okay. But um, no, they. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's space. The video for that has been up for a couple of months now. It was animated by my mate Al, mm-hmm. who used to work with HMV ages ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the film dump logo years ago. Hmm. Do that, and it's like a whole animated video for space. It's really cool. Um, you know, people's heads explode in it, and there's bugs. So, you know, that's cool. And a big eyeball spaceship thing. It's like a spaceship with an eyeball instead of a cockpit. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's a cool thing. So yeah. it is still a cockpit, but it's a one-eyed cockpit. Yeah, like a, yeah. it's a yeah. <sighs> but um, yeah, I also did the art, artwork for the album as well, which is pretty rad. And I think he's sorting out getting the vinyls printed or something. He was talking about it, and so you can get that. And he's got like a the vinyl size. He did a mock up. Like vinyl mm. of it look really cool, um, which I, I will want to copy of. Um, but yeah, fan, just yeah, everything I've listened to is great. There's, um, Space is a great song, Mexico is a good song. There's like a whole bunch of freaking Space is like the standout track, I think. I mean, that's the one that's um, they've had that played on somewhere, somewhere was playing it recently. There's a couple of working bands that are doing really well mm. right now, 
But yeah, yeah, you got this. Well, you know, once you got once you're through a Woking band, you've got that uh, friggin' Rufus Hound. Yeah, Rufus Hound. <laughs> no, you got the you got the Paul Weller rub, haven't you? Everyone wants the next big band out of Woking, and Paul Weller, he's famous from Woking. Well, I say they do say misery and art go hand in hand, don't they? And yeah. If you're from Woking, you're definitely fucking miserable. Yeah. Well, my friend Anna just had her album released as well, Anna Neil, and um, mm. she's been on. Um, a couple of local radio shows and stuff and getting played on there and stuff so that's pretty neat yeah she's getting out there. and then we're getting a live venue in Woking now aren't we we are yeah, yeah. The, uh, the old Quake yeah I actually saw Skindred play there really yeah no. my commiserations I've seen Squ- it's I've strong been- gonna keep you <laughs> I've seen Skindred I've seen Skindred like seven times oh at this yeah. point I think I might know Benji personally you see there's not many bands that I'd want to see multiple times over well no okay <laughs> so I've been I've been in Rush my life, maybe but Skindred I, in my life I've been to like 10 festivals of those 10 festivals 6 of them Skindred were playing yeah. so once you and went then, by choice and then I saw one by choice in Woking but it was only because I think it was a Halloween thing and so I got tickets we went went and watched Skindred um, and I, it was my friend Tim was playing mm. before Skindred, so he was one of the supporting acts. So did they shut down the bar that took over Quake in town? Because it got turned into a bar, didn't it? What's her name? One of the girls we used to work with at um, Gala was working there. But um, yeah, I went there ages ago, a couple about a year or so ago. Yeah, and I was like, this would make a better live venue than this shitty DJ nightclub. Thing. Well, yeah, I went there. I went. So they shut half of it off, didn't they? Yeah, I went there like a year and a half, two years ago. Hmm. Um, on one of the schism nights, which uh, is the rock. Yeah, I went to that once. It was horrible. Yeah, I went there and uh, I used to go when I was younger, when I was like 18, yeah. 19, and it was fine. You know, you get drunk. You yeah, see. I probably went there once when you were about 18 or 19 and yeah. I saw this kid over the corner. Look at yeah. that fucker. Look at that Don't fucking be here anymore. What's he doing trying to make out with just like, women dressed as Ninja Turtles? When I, when I went there last, it was a whole bunch of people trying really hard to be metal. They had like neon on there, their hair spiked up and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to go wearing a Richard Pryor t-shirt that said shut the fuck up because yeah. I used to like Richard Pryor a lot. Basically, yeah. when I was younger, I wanted to be black. <laughs> yeah. Like It'd be good to have a, like, a proper live venue in Woking and oh, yeah. stuff because Boiler Room's pretty good in Guildford and well, Cam Calder are playing there soon. Boiler Room in Guildford is a terrifying place because you'll often find that bands that should be playing in slightly larger venues have decided to play there. Well, they like it. That's the thing. Apparently, the people who are in it are pretty cool and a lot of bands like they treat right. like they're starting. That's where I saw Michael Cera. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Wakeford was there a while ago. Is it Wakeford? Who? You know the one who's the autistic guy who was on that um, that show when they were trying to get a date with his mum was trying to get him a date or something. And he's like, he's got songs and all his songs sound nonsense when you listen to him because he's like, he's autistic. And I think what he does, he writes them out and sometimes the lyrics don't make perfect sense. Yeah. And then he sings them as best he can. And huh. he's got a song called I Love Girlfriend, which is like, you know, great. You should, Accurate. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's he played there a little while ago, and oh, uh, I, think, I think Craig David played there once. Probably, or he played in somewhere around here. But anyway, Craig David's probably played um, the Civic Centre yeah. when it was there in Guildford. Yeah, that might be it. But um, yeah, Cam called a suck. The album suck. Yeah. Um, really solid shit. Just yeah. get out there, go on the Bandcamp or wherever they've uploaded it to. They put it on everything. I think it's going to be on iTunes and Spotify and shit. Just like. you know, do it. Buy the cassette tape. It's on cassette. Yeah, because if you want outdated audio technology, uh, I've got two cassette decks over there, man. Oh, do you? I can I can utilize. You can them. literally right now listen to a cassette. Yeah, you live in the fucking future. I dug out my. I found my old. Well, I say dug out. I just accidentally found my old Sony Walkman, 
and the cassette tape in it had the Matrix soundtrack on one side what? and Chef Aid on the other. What? Yeah. And we're not listening to that great, right now, great why? Great stuff. It also had, um, I think, Pink by Aerosmith on there as well. Great fucking song. Yeah, classic. That's genuinely That was the last song. album where um, Aerosmith were passable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> had Boys nice. of Summer on it, so I'd, I'd, nice, I'd, yeah. I'd argue that. Yeah. But anyway, you review something. I will review something. You flaccid fart. I'm actually I'm actually playing what I'm gonna review right this second. Alright, so you're just doing a live review. I'm doing a live review. Well no, I, I've been playing this for quite a while. Um I found out that How Laboratories, the yeah. Nintendo producer, have made a Mobley game. Well, they're they're the second party party to Nintendo. They make stuff but yeah. yeah. They made a mobile game called oh. Part Time UFO. Oh. In which you pay play a UFO who has to get part time jobs because you don't have any income. And you just start abducting people. Well, there is a there is one where you abduct cows and stuff for a farmer. Yeah. Um, but the level I'm playing right now, straight. Well, you got to play Tetris. Essentially, yeah, you got to play Tetris, but you got to do it with like a crane. It's not very good. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I'm not very good at it. Sorry, not that it's not very good. Anyway, um, yeah. So part time UFO. It's like it's a cheaper game, four pound on um, Android and iOS. Um, and you play a very small UFO. Who is just stuck on Earth, and you are on your on your first day on Earth. You're tasked with just doing a couple of bits for a farmer. The farmer goes, you know what? If you want more work, does Tom Nook come along and say, no. if you want to stay on Earth? No, uh. but um, the farmer does go like, if you want more, uh, if you want more work, just let me know. I'll, I'll put, it, put it out there that you're looking for work, and so uh, and so oh, a bunch God, of people hire money. you. Yeah. Oh my god! Go How much on. is it? It's like four pound. Yeah, three ninety nine. One of the modes go. looks like mount your friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. So the whole idea of it is that you're a tiny little UFO. You can go up and down, left and right. It's in a 2D environment. And you have a little hook, like one of those crane hooks from the crane games. Yeah, the gacha pond machine, yeah. whatever they're use, use that hook. UFO catchers. Yeah, use that hook to, to pick stuff up and put it in a designated platform. Hmm. Um, sometimes this can mean you're building a statue. On the level I'm on right now, I'm building a piece of equipment for a scientist. One of the great things are, um, it, sounds, it sounds really simple. It doesn't sound like there's much to it. One of the great things is that there's an order to everything. So with the statues in particular, there's like a piece of art that I had to make. And you have to balance planets on these two points on this large statue that's balancing itself on a ball. Yeah. And so it's this whole management of, of like, there's like a small amount of it's physics It's all about in there. performing simple tasks with, yeah. like, awkward physics. Like, that's it. Like it's Surgeon like Simulator. Yeah. I say Surgeon Simulator. You know, when Surgeon Simulator's whole thing is the absurdity of trying to pull off a task yeah. that with... Regular button-based controls would be mm. dead easy, but because your hand's now doing it, yeah, yeah, it becomes impossible. <laughs> and that's and that's kind of the fun of it. And you earn money, and you can buy costumes, and costumes give you buffs or change your change the way your UFO works. Um, it's really simple, but it's a perfect mobile game. It's not too expensive, and in terms of in terms of like the depth of it, I I have been playing it like I've probably been like four or five hours. Like that's just commute time or toilet time or. Boredom. That's not as much time as I put into W Supercard, but it's more time than I put into a lot of mobile phone games. Yeah, um, more time I mean, than I put into Fire Emblem Heroes. When I, last time I did a review of a mobile game, so last last uh, episode when I did Punch Club, yeah, um, I'd probably put about ten hours into that, but that's mostly toilet time. Yeah. With this, it's whenever I get a chance just to do a level quickly, I jump in. Yeah, you do spend a long time on the toilet. Yeah, like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, we got to concentrate. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I'm not going to get the Golden World of Warcraft. So I'm not shitting on the toilet. But yeah, How Laboratories um, part-time UFO on iOS and Android. I'd say, I'd say it's a very solid game. There are, you know, it's not the most. It doesn't have the most depth to it. So, I would say this is a Lindsay Lohan. 
Lindsay Lohan's a very intelligent person. She's tried to sue Grand Theft Auto's makers five times now or something. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of someone <laughs> where it's where they're already a joke, so it's not massively insulting, but in the past they've done some pretty impressive stuff and I think Lindsay Lohan Herbie fully loaded as a highlight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Parent Trap. Yeah, Parent Trap, classic. Yeah. Um I know who killed me. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, was who was in Mean Girls? Lindsay Lohan. Was it Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. I always get confused if it's her or Mandy Moore. It is Lindsay Lohan, yeah. yeah. It's Lindsay yeah. Lohan. What was Mandy Moore in that was like that? Oh, um what was the one where they had Kieran Culkin who was in a wheelchair? Oh, that's Saved. Saved. I've got that's that. It. Yeah, that's the one that yeah, Mandy Saved Moore's is in. good. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I give it a Lindsay Lohan before the troubles. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So many troubles. Have you seen I Know Who Killed Me? No. Have you not? No. Oh, shit, that's a good movie to get down and watch. I think the last thing I watched her in was uh, The Grindhouse. One. No, a Machete, wasn't it? She was yes. a Machete. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, that's the last time I accidentally saw a Lindsay Lohan film production. Mm. Yeah. There's, uh, there's been multiple Mean Girls films since the first one. Yeah, there's been like prequels and stuff. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Nah. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Fuck, fuck, fuck that shit. Fuck, fuck, fuck that shit. What's he done? So that's your go. Oh, fuck sticks. Yep. Um, guess what series I finished watching? Oh, is it that thing that I found on YouPorn? Um, the thing where they go and they, they find couples that are considering having multiple partners and they go and they... Not Logan Paul's Swinging Adventure. Swingers is the name of the program. It's that's a Playboy program. No. I will finish watching Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Yes, it's a Power Rangers review. Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Yeah, season seven. Of Power Rangers. Yeah. I've watched seven series of Power Rangers in about a year. Yeah. Because it was about March last year, wasn't it, that the Power Rangers movie came out? I think so, yeah. And that's when I started obsessing. You started obsessing. No, you started torturing yourself, essentially. Yeah. Um, So Lost Galaxy follows Power Rangers in space, which was the conclusion of the Mighty Morphin era sort. Well, it is the conclusion, because you find out why. But in space was, like, surprisingly good series, other than a handful of dodgy, really sort of, like... Power Rangers at its worst episodes it was a very very good series mm. like you could have taken that show and bumped up the budget a little bit and chucked it on in the evening and people would think it's a CW series yeah. or something because I mean CW should do a Power Rangers series. I'd, I'd quite be up for a CW level series like that about a team of superheroes which we kind of get with Legends of Tomorrow I guess don't we yeah but um, yeah Power Rangers Lost Galaxy is like it's an awkward one it's the first series where it's a completely new set of heroes, which is the trend that carries on every series after this. So it's a whole bunch of new people becoming new Power Rangers, and it doesn't have, it's not supposed to have any ties to the previous things, but it kind of does. And it's about like a space station colony called the Terra Venture, which is like a city in a giant spaceship with huge engines at the bottom and little sections that come off the side, which are like a beach area and a mountain area and stuff like that, which is where factories are to boost the power, make the power and stuff they need. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a fully functioning city that's flying through space. It's meant to be going to another galaxy, which is very optimistic, Yeah. Um, to colonise to that earth. And when the show starts off, um, one of the one character, he stumbles his way on board. He kind of just like sneaks his way on board. And then they, a weird portal opens up during this bit where they're getting attacked by these Stingwinger monsters, which are the villainous minions in the series. And they go through it, and through there, they're on a planet called Miranoi, and they meet a girl there called Maya, and monsters attack, and they freaking pull these swords out of a rock, very Arthurian, and that gives them the Power Ranger powers. And then one of them dies. He falls into a pit and dies, mm. and he passes his sword to his younger brother, the one who stowed away on board the Terra Venture. 
and he becomes a new Red Ranger. And it's like a nice, it's kind of a neat setup that the leader of this team doesn't think he should be the leader at all, or doesn't think he should be a Power Ranger at all, but it's letting him use the power, so whatever. Um, and the first, like, 15-ish episodes are really kind of messy. Like, there's no there's no direction for it. No one at any point goes, ah, you're the Power Rangers, here's what your powers do, these are your rules, and all this sort of stuff. It's just like they get the powers, and they're just like, oh, I guess we're Power Rangers. And there's no, there's no like, team structure. There's no leader in mm. there. Um, no one of them is like the brainy one or anything. One of them's got mechanic skills. One of them's like a the pilot for the Terra Venture, but he's also really Wait, smart. And when I walked in the other this. day, I saw this. Was the mechanic the black dude? Yeah, who's always got fucking grease on his face. Yeah, Damon. And also, he always, wakes up from bed with grease in his face and always covered, always wearing overalls. Yeah, yeah, because that's his job. He's a mechanic. He has to wear his overalls. Two members, where's two it, members of the it, team, never it? get their own clothes. Like him and Maya. Maya is the alien girl from. Miranoi, who looks human. So what you're saying She's is always wearing the same dress. There's two the minorities in this series, and both of those minorities, their job is essentially how they dress all the time. No, no, because the other minority guy is the pilot, but he's not always in his pilot's uniform. So, so he does get two uniforms. He's Kai, the Asian dude. So what you're saying is that select races within this within this world. Damon's the Damon's the one who has to do all the dirty work. Don't pay him. No, never mind. He says all the time. <laughs> I'm just wondering how I can link this to slavery. Uh, don't. No. <laughs> Actually, mean, I could. The villain towards the end of the series, there's like a ten episode arcish thing where the actual villain from the Sentai series that it's based on turns up because they couldn't use the costumes for the film in the first lot of it. Yeah. Um, and his whole plot is that he's kidnapping people and turn them into slaves to mine diamonds because oh, he wants God. his pieces of eight. Um, but he's quite a cool villain. He's probably the best part of the series. I say the best part of the series. It's like it's a nice welcome break towards the end to have these ten episodes that split apart from everything else that's been going on for a little while, where they actually get to the lost galaxy that the show's named after. Mm. Yeah, episode episode like thirty three. They go, we're in the lost galaxy now. Bit late, mate. Bit late to do that. Um, but the this villains, he's a pirate ship. He's a guy wearing pirate gear, and his whole torso up is a pirate ship, and his face is part of the pirate ship. And he's got he he talks like a pirate. It's called Captain Mutiny, and his minions are the most adorable things ever. They're these orange dudes who look like you know like deck hands, like Boston Smee or something, you know, stripy shorts, bandana, and all this sort of stuff, and hook hands and things like that. And when they fight, their kung fu noises are ah I yar 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 I. <laughs> it's the most adorable thing ever. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this series, the first 15 episodes are a mess. They have no direction whatsoever. They like they get their zords like five episodes in. It takes a while and they're just like, they're weird rubber creatures and then they turn into robots, which is a neat design, I guess, but it takes ages for that to happen. And yeah. there's this Magna Defender who's all gruff and angry and his fucking son gets killed um, <laughs> and he's out for revenge. Um, turns out the Magna Defender's got the spirit of the Red Ranger's brother, Leo, the guy with Mike, who originally pulled the sword out. And, yeah, yeah. And then... This the, is completely correct. The original yeah. Magna Defender gives up his thing, so Mike becomes the new Magna Defender. Okay. Just so he loses the gruff voice and the slightly sociopathic tendencies that the Magna Defender had. He quite often was blasting things when people were there, <laughs> civilians. Um, but after those first 15 episodes, the villain changes... Yeah. Like, there's a weird slug monster thing. He wants his daughter to go into a pod to turn into what she should be, an insect. Like, like she's him. actually human. And she doesn't want to. She is an insect person, but she doesn't look... She looks like... She's like sexy lady insect. Oh, cool. But cool. he wants her to go into the pod so she can turn into slimy creature insect like him. Mm. And she doesn't want any of that, so she leaves. 
And when she comes back, she's trained on the Wild West planet that was in the previous series. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes back with new henchmen, and her father's been killed by one of the by the Red Ranger in battle. And she's out for revenge now. And the series just kicks it up a gear from then on. Like from that about episode 15 to 20, the little arc that goes on there where the villains completely change and the rangers seem to start working like you'd expect as a team and the Magma Mm -hmm. Defender changes and everything. The show just kicks into top gear. And suddenly the show that was like potentially one of the worst series of Power Rangers turns into one of the best ones for the rest of the series. Like there's no embarrassingly bad episodes. There's really dull episodes in the first part. But after that, shift every episode is like top quality power ranger stuff the finale is like it's like for for that sort of kids tv budget it's a pretty friggin flashy finale yeah there's like a space station crashing on a moon there's like you know stunt sequences like that cgi chases where giant cgi monster things chopping up part of the space station with its claws and all this sort of Hmm. thing um they got like new like monster battles going on in town with rubble everywhere like massive parts of it like loads of building destruction taken from the Sentai show, but like you have the Megazords get destroyed by suicide bombing fucking bugs. The villain puts straps bombs to her bugs, every single one of her minions, and they grab hold of buildings and they pull the cord out. To make it even more disturbing, the Rangers never go, This is a bit much. They just start pulling the bomb cords on the bugs and kicking them into the other bugs so they blow up. So they force the slave bugs. Yeah. You're already being forced to be suicide bombers. Well, the, the bugs, they make them into suicide bombers. Oh, okay. They're called stingwingers. Stingwingers. Um, yeah, but they, they were made up for the show. They're the only the only um, one of the times where they make up uh, their own henchmen for the show. Because mm. they can use the villains. They can yeah. use the the awesome fucking swabbies. They're called swabbies. Mm. In Japan, they're called yarlats. <laughs> I hear they're called swabbies. Yeah, which is an equally good name. Yarlats and swabbies are both pretty good names. Yeah. Swabbies sounds like putty, so I guess it's like they wanted Easier, to have yeah, something like that. Their, their moustaches are like a question mark upside down, like their beard going around their face. <laughs> they look like Oompa Loompas that are pirates. Um, but yeah, um, but there's there's a couple of ties to the previous series. Like they fly around in the Astro Mega Ship, mm-hmm. but don't seem to know it can turn into a, into a Zord. And then the Power Rangers and Space Rangers show up in a two-part episode where they kill one of the fucking rangers. Mm. This show's dark. <laughs> like the suicide bombers and stuff wasn't bad enough. They kill one of the heroes. She blows herself up to save the others. <laughs> and she turns into a ghost. Um, and they replace her with Carone, the villain from the previous series, who's now good because of the whole stuff that happens in the end of the series. But they, they, yeah, they used the Astro Mega Ship in that battle. So they filmed the whole Zord battle just for this. Yeah. And no point did the other rangers go, you know what, we could have turned this into a Zord and... We'd have like six fucking Zords then. Mm. And it never happens. They just carry on. Um, Bulk, Bulk and Dr. Phenonymous from the previous series get on board Terra Venture and then you don't see him for about 30 episodes. That's good. Then they run in a bar and then you don't see him again to the last two episodes. I hate Bulk so much. <laughs> I hate Bulk and Skull. Um, Skull fell asleep and got left behind. Oh. Yeah, he overslept. And they, and Bulk, being the sociopath he is, forgets all about his best friend Skull. But he's got Dr. Phenomenus with him. But it's funny that they so much. <laughs> they get a title credit on the episodes they're in. Yeah. They're in four episodes. In 45 episodes. <laughs> Why did you even bother? Mm. Um, Alpha comes back as their helper, but he never gives them any advice on being Power Rangers or anything like that. It's really weird, that. But I say, it, there's no embarrassingly bad episodes. It's just boring for the start. And then it kicks off. And the finale's like well, the best finale that yeah. the series has done. Um, fucking suicide bombing bugs for god's sake that's that's sort of blown my mind a little bit <laughs> yeah Power Rangers like they, they they swarm all onto the Zords two of the Zords and keep in mind these Zords are sentient they're not like the other Zords they're living creatures mm. um, and they blow them up so blow them up 
and they're just like boom and their head's on the floor and shit I'm like okay but yeah um, but that yeah Lost Galaxy surprisingly decent series surprisingly a strong series of uh, yeah. pairings, I would know? put it up around Zio level eventually if it wasn't for those first 15 episodes kind of being sucky hmm. it would be higher but it's those first 15 episodes are a disaster on the level of Power Rangers Turbo but after that it kicks off and it gets more fun and you know just, just say and if you're interested the Yellow Ranger Serena Vincent um, was the uh, the uh, nudist girl from Not Another Teen Movie just if you're wondering just for any reason and she was in Cabin in the Woods not Cabin in the Woods Cabin Fever um, she's the one who shaves yeah. her legs and yeah. tears her legs to pieces she was in the uh, Disney program Stuck in the Middle nice Power Rangers SPD. Yeah, well, she'll turn up in the other series. The Not another teen movie. Yeah. Return to House on Haunted Hill. There's a sequel to that. Oh, really? uh, a film called It Waits. Mm. Murder Set Pieces. <laughs> um, I'm just going to have a quick, get a quickly click on images here just so I can see. Might want to turn Safe Search off. <laughs> I don't need to. She's very attractive anyway. Yeah. But um, Kendrick's was the other one. She's the one who dies. That yeah. gets killed. And she's a cutie. She's just fine. She's a bit of a nerd and she's got blonde hair and stuff and she dies. They blow her up because the actress had leukemia so they killed her off from the show. And then she got <laughs> killed off by life. No, she survived. Oh, Yeah, nice. that was a rolling of the dice they had there, wasn't it? Yeah. They credited her for the rest of the series though. Her name was still on the title credits because apparently they did that just so that she'd get paid for every episode. We need safe search. Yeah, oh, nice. But um, yeah, they paid her for the rest of the series which was nice of them because considering that um, Power Rangers famously never uses union actors... So they can just kick them off the show whenever they can. Um, yeah, they kept her in. They kept her in money, hmm. which is nice. Anyway, Lost Galaxy had a good theme tune as well. Catchy. I want to like Speed Rescue now. Yeah, which is the one where they're it's basically Thunderbirds, Power Rangers. That's exciting. It's quite, it's quite a nice concept, I suppose. All right. Um, Next one's time travel. After that, because I guess <laughs> time, time cop happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, time cop happened. <laughs> yeah. So. Ah, uh, I mean, obviously. Silver. No one cared about time travel until Time Cop come around. There's absolutely no good time travel movies before Time Cop. Everyone knows no, that. Ron Silver made sure that we he went back in time to meet his former self to end the world of time travel movies. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, all right. My review next, I guess. Yeah. Um, go for it. Okay. So I've got to try and remember what it is I'm going to review. Oh, really? Oh, dear. Oh, fuck. Well, you... I've already reviewed Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. I've already reviewed... Um, Game over, man. Oh, that's it. Happy anniversary. That's it. So, I watched a film on Netflix. Shock horror, shock, shock horror, shock horror. Set yourself forth with your supernatural force. Yeah. Um, The female of the species is more deadly than the male. I've got that on CD somewhere. Anyway, let's (laughs) get distracted. So, Happy Anniversary is a film starring... Good work. Really fantastic. You're really on the ball. pictures of Selena Williams. Serena Vincent. Serena Vincent. She's going to be signing the London Film and Comic Con in July. Did you know that? Happy birthday, yeah. Serena, is one of the things that pops up. I want to start searching now. Um, she's only 15 quid for an autograph if you want to meet her. No, which is um, a lot cheaper than pretty much anyone else at that convention. Okay, here we go. All 95 right. quid Christopher Eccleston wants for his autograph. I know. Fucking hell. That's more than friggin anyone I've ever seen I don't think even Stan Lee charged that much 
I don't understand Comic Con. You pay money to go there, and they've got people that are famous wandering around, and they have their little meetings with people, and then they have like They're not wandering around. They sit at the desks. All oh, right, that sounds yeah. boring as shit. Anyway, Happy Anniversary is a film about a couple that have reached their three year anniversary, um, and they find that things are stagnating. They're not in a good place. Um, it's triangle. Yeah, I think they try that. Uh, they're not in a good place. Uh, they sort of come to a crossroads where they have to make a decision to find out exactly what they want from the future and, and, and you know, if their, if their expectations match up. Oh. Uh, it stars Ben Schwartz and Noel Wells. She is, um, she's very pretty. Who? Hey. Uh, Noel Wells. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. in a thing I watched once, yeah. ages ago. Um, it's also got, it's also got Rahul Kohli. Uh, Rahul Kohli? Is he from that comedy Kohli? show? Oh, uh, Zombie. Oh, he's, he's the one who's he's also on Funhouse all the time. What, one with Pat Sharp? No. <laughs> um, so, Happy happy Anniversary was sort of one of those films that didn't really come under my radar. Um, I only found out about it about a week before it went up on Netflix, because I followed Ben, ben Schwartz on um, Twitter. Um, he's a very funny man, so I was very excited about watching it, and he's good in it. Uh, Noelle Wells is also excellent in it. She was in Master of None, wasn't she? She was a yes, girlfriend that's in it. the first series. Yes, there we go. Um, she's got she's locked into that Netflix money yeah she's on that Netflix contract when are they going to release um, what's Kevin, his face Kevin Spacey no not Kevin Spacey <laughs> um, who's the the brother of the guy who plays Arrow oh Robbie Amell yeah when are going to let Robbie Amell free he's been under contract for too long with Netflix apparently he's in Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate events yeah. at some point I've not watched the whole second series well, yet he's in, he was in loads of stuff he's in everything yeah. they make yeah he was Poor in that guy. fucking awful awful um, Adam Divine comedy that one where he he's in Ark Ark was alright Ark was alright Ark yeah. was good he was in the, um, the Babysitter that was good oh. um, but then he was in fucking he was in that awful Adam Divine comedy about the fact he could go back in time and force people to love him no and he Adam Adam Divine played this dickhead and then Robbie Amell played that this really genuinely sweet guy who was actually a very good match to this woman whose life was destroyed just because you know he didn't have time travel Adam Divine could go back in time Prick. Um, but yeah, so uh, happy anniversary. It's very sweet. It's very um, sedated for a comedy. Like there's no, there's no crazy moments. I think probably the craziest moment is they have their business. They're both so um, Raul and Ben Schwartz. They are both um, design their own t-shirts because they want to start their own like graphic design company for t-shirts and stuff. Uh, they have a meeting with a lady who's looking to buy their design. T-shirt bubble burst now. I don't know. Um, who's looking to buy the designs to their online company. And um, and there's just this whole bunch of stuff that happens, and it's it's not really that funny, but, you know. Oh, fine, I won't watch it. That that section of it's not funny, but no. it leads to it. It's a great catalyst to a lot of nice moments. And again, it's just, it's deeply human in most interactions. Like, they don't, they don't have, they don't have wild dramatic outbursts. They have, Conversations in which they naturally come to conclusions, they find things out by talking to each other. Um, which is good because, as it's a film, the audience would like very much to follow what's happening and be able to follow the dialogue. So, yeah. They should just settle their conflicts with gunfights. Happy anniversary. I give it a Kevin Sorbo. Hey? Kevin oh, Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. I met him. I know you did. Yeah. Kevin Sorbo. You know? He's crazy. He's fucking nuts. Yeah. But I mean, it's nice to watch. It's also very easily disappointed. Disappointed. No, I'm going to change my score. I'm going to give it a Corey Feldman. Oh, I haven't met him. <laughs> Apparently, a bunch of paedophiles have. No. 
Did you hear about what's recently happened with Corey Feldman? I mean, not recently. Well, Corey Feldman's going through the troubles. Well, I mean, we're in the we're in the time of the troubles for Corey Feldman. If if people like come after Corey Feldman saying he paedophiled a bunch of kids or something, no, 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 no. They should keep in mind that yeah, because he was abused by Charlie Sheen. Yeah, that's like apparently, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Well, well, um, Charlie Sheen, the guy who once knocked a porn actress in a cupboard and kept her hostage. Allegedly. He did. Allegedly. What was her name? I've forgotten her name. I don't know. Led Zeppelin did the same. I know one guy, was it one guy from Led Zeppelin? He had a girl. Page locked a 17 year old yeah, in, his in his basement. basement. Yeah, him and his wife. Like, no, well, he married her. He made her his wife. No, him and his wife, like, abused no, her or something. No, he forced her parents to let him marry her. Oh. Yeah. It's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, when you're Led Zeppelin, you can do what you want. I'm going to give it Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman got stabbed by a hidden cabal of paedophiles that yeah. were within Hollywood recently. Um, they're trying to target him because he's revealing the names of the abusers of Hollywood. Um, you should. I'm going to give it Terry Crews. It's, uh, it's uh, just below and just below a Tom. Just Rapids. keep it fun. Yeah, it's like a Someone else who got molested. It's 9 out of 10, Terry Crews. <laughs> Me too, Terry Crews. <laughs> Right. I didn't molest you. No, you didn't. Oh. I've had I had one meeting at a pub uh. where someone put their hand down my trousers, and it was not someone I wanted to put their hand. Sam. Down no, it wasn't Sam. I saw him yesterday. Did you? I said hello. Yeah. Oh. He's gone bigger. He does when he's fed up. <laughs> yeah. He eats food, then he gets skinny again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I saw him yesterday. He yeah. seemed happy. He's hanging out with a lady. Um, oh, that's not like him. Not for those purposes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I give it. I give it a Terry Crews. Fun, fun movie. Hour and a half. Well, it's not even an hour and a half. It's hour and twenty minutes. It's very sweet. I enjoyed it very much. And uh, main character, very attractive. Ooh, good enough reason to watch it, I suppose. I mean, ten percent of my decisions in life are made by how attractive I find the people that are linked to either option. No. Right. <clears throat> what shall I review next? Ready Player One. No, that's going to be the last review. Oh. Because that's the big thing Spoilers. right now. God, no. I'll review NXT TakeOver, whatever the one was called last night. I've forgotten its name. Because WrestleMania's tonight, but this podcast is out tomorrow, which is today. Mm-hmm. So I can't review WrestleMania. So I'm reviewing NXT TakeOver, which I totally knew had another main event match that I didn't fall asleep, just didn't go to bed before. This is kind of like watched- that time where I thought that the... the um- this is kind of like today when I thought I'd watched all of Ash vs. Evil Dead for this week, but actually I missed the last 20 minutes. Oh, no. Which is yeah, a whole so episode. Episode's only 24 minutes long. Yeah. Um, no, there's, so basically there's an NXT TakeOver event last night, and as is seemingly becoming the tradition with NXT, it's outshining every event that WWE put on that isn't called NXT. Because um, NXT is meant to be, these are our development guys. They're not quite there yet, but we're giving them a show. But they seem to keep having matches better than anyone on the main card. Like, phenomenally good matches. And this whole event, from top to bottom, was fantastic. Like, WrestleMania, the big one of the big things that's happening at WrestleMania tomorrow is Ronda Rousey's making her debut mm-hmm. as a, in a match. Yeah. But NXT last night had a woman making her debut her debut um, called friggin' something Ronda Baslaw. Ronda Rousey's mum. Something Baslaw, I can't remember her first name. Um, but she had her debut match in a title match against Ember Moon. Ember Moon's fantastic. Um, and their match was fucking fantastic. And that woman, the Baz Law girl, whatever her fucking first name is, I've forgotten. Um, she's really, really good. Like, way better than you'd expect anyone. Because usually when you get these MMA fighters who want to do wrestling because it's a bit safer than an MMA, um, they're usually not very good. Like, I kind of think some of them think they can just, like, 
ride on their success a little bit. And really, the only ones that have ever been successful were like to varying degrees with like Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steve Blackman was only vaguely did MMA. Like Ken Shamrock was the real, like he was he was a big deal in the nineties as far as MMA goes. Um, and he actually did get somewhere in WWE, and he you know did well. And Dan Seven did WWE for a little while, not for long, but mm-hmm. did a little bit. CM Punk went over. <laughs> CM Punk, no, CM Punk went the other way. He went to yeah. UFC. He's got a second match booked apparently. Oh God! Yeah. With who a child? Yeah, maybe <laughs> getting wrestling that child, little child wrestler in Japan. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that uh, NXT Women's Title match was fantastic. Like, there's a problem I have with wrestling these days, where wrestlers they'll get an injury during a match, like be like, oh, they've worked their leg and their legs hurt, and then they'll forget it's injured for the rest of the match. Um, she does, she does this move where she stands on her opponent's arm, but on her hand. Yeah. So the hand's stuck to the map, mat and they can't move, and then stamps on the back of their arm. Great. So it's like supposed to dislocate their shoulder or their elbow, or whatever. But she had the tables turned, and the moon did it to her. And during the match, she fucking murdered. She does um friggin' rigs her her shoulder back into place during the match. So she's been selling her damaged shoulder, mm. and then she goes up to the turnbuckle post and rams her shoulder into the turnbuckle post. Yeah. Like Riggs did to get out of the straight jacket in Leaf Weapon 2, famously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, that carried on for the whole match was her selling the arm. And her submission move is like a submission choke, but she can't use her arm because her arm's dead. So she grabs her own hair and she's holding her hair to hold the chin lock in place. And it's like, she remembered that her arm was hurt. I guarantee tomorrow, at this, well, tonight on WrestleMania, something similar is going to happen. Someone's going to hurt their arm during a match. Five minutes later, they'll forget about it and their finisher will involve using their arm and they'll do it like nothing. And it'll be friggin' irritating. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. They had a, a ladder match at the start of the event, which is a whole bunch of wrestlers who have come from Ring of Honor and places like that and TNA and stuff mm-hmm. um, for the North American Championship. It was a new title belt, and that was a fantastic match. One of them was um, a wrestler called Ricochet, who people who watched Lucha Underground will know as Prince Puma. You should watch Lucha Underground. If anything would get you into wrestling, <laughs> it's Lucha Underground. Imagine a Spanish soap opera with wrestling. <laughs> It doesn't appeal to me. It's fucking fantastic. It's, uh... um, it's full on like backstage dramatic acting scenes with music and stuff and yeah. all this. It's fucking hilarious. And then they'd go and jump off some stage and almost <laughs> kill themselves. Um, but yeah, Ricochet debuted. It was fantastic. Um, but every match on the card was great. And I watched I watched up to the NXT title match, which was um, and Andre Cien Almos, who's the current champion, yeah. versus Alistair Black. Um, yeah, spoilers, Alistair Black won. Um, both of those guys are like they're they're completely different areas of wrestling, different styles. One of them came from lucha, but he's actually a bit too big, really, for most luchas. He's a bigger, so he's more of a submission wrestler, and you know, yeah. rather than the flippy floppy guys. And um, Alistair Black is like he came from I think Denmark or something like that, but he wrestled in the UK for a long time. He was mm-hmm. well, he's he had a following over here, um, and they've both got a similar wrestling thing where they're really good at starting a match slow building up making the build work until it gets to a ridiculously huge finish and everything gets bigger and bigger and everything starts hurting looking like it hurts a lot more and all this sort of stuff Yeah, and they had a great match but I thought that was the main event and I went to bed because I'm pretty sure I saw the copyright logo come up and I swear it went to some boring old advert so I was like that's it over um, I didn't know there was another match which was Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano nice no DQ match and that match was fantastic what's as well. a no DQ match I say no DQ it's an no unsanctioned match in that like uh, WWE wouldn't want to be responsible for any injuries that could happen so yeah. they call it an unsanctioned match which is just a it's another name for a no DQ no disqualification match isn't it yeah 
Um, and the whole thing on this was that Gargano had lost his job and he had to win this match to get his job back and all that. And it's been a feud that's been going on for almost a year between the two of them after one was injured and there was a team breakup and all this sort of stuff. But that match had some brutal frigging moves. They pulled the ring mat out at the side, exposing the concrete, and then one of them gets powerbombed onto it from the ring apron, and which is like just oh, it sounded bad mm. when he landed because that's like a like a ten foot drop straight onto concrete, and concrete sucks. Like if you land on it, doesn't doesn't bounce like a ring does. Um, but yeah, that was good. There was a tag match, and I didn't really pay attention to the tag match too much. It was all right, just lots of big big kicks and moves and big wrestlers, whatever. Um, but yeah, um, fantastic event. And I've got a feeling WrestleMania is not going to be as good in its whole seven hours yeah. um, as friggin' uh, NXT was in like three, barely yeah. three hours. Actually, WrestleMania starts in four minutes. Does it? Not well, the kickoff show does. It doesn't count. Nothing happens in the kickoff show. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, I don't want to keep you from watching WrestleMania. Yeah, there'll be one match on the kickoff show that you wanted to watch on the main card that'll get bumped to the kickoff show. Yeah. And you'll skip it because no one watches the kickoff show. Yeah. And then you'll watch WrestleMania and you'll go, where's that match I wanted to watch? Mm. And you'll find out it was on the kickoff show instead. Which is annoying. It's madness. It happens every year. Well, every year. UFC got cancelled, so I'm, I'm just. But they cancelled UFC they two two three. Well, no, they they did it, but Conor McGregor's not fighting, is he? Yeah, he that sounded that whole thing, that entire thing. I was like, that's a storyline. Yeah, this seems like a storyline because that's literally, you know, how like he turned up at the press conference or something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, just turned up. Yeah, announced and was like, oh, I'll fight whoever, and then like, all right, yeah. Well, when CM Punk lost his... Well, when CM Punk won the WWE Championship and ran out of WWE, mm-hmm. there was, the whole thing was that his contract was up and they made a big deal out of it in the storyline. Yeah. And he left with the championship and Vince was like, no, I don't want him leaving with the championship. John Cena's got to win it. And he left. And apparently he legitimately didn't have a contract. But two weeks later at a toy convention yeah. um, John, where Triple H is talking about the figures, CM Punk just turns up and cuts a promo. <laughs> and I was just like... When Conor McGregor stuff happened, I was just mm. like... This is exactly what happened with CM Punk. They called security to escort him out of the place and all this sort of stuff. It's like, it sounds like a storyline. Mm. So UFC didn't happen. No. <laughs> I mean, it is still happening tonight, but there's just a different fight card completely. WrestleMania, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. My third review this third week review? is... Last? No, third. Yeah, it's yeah. third, yeah. My third review this week is something very important. Um, yeah. I don't know if... I don't know if, breaking news. No, I don't know if uh, people are aware, but... Sam Worthington is making another movie about aliens. Or he's made another movie about aliens called The Titan. Is it Avatar 2? Avatar did. No. Avatar 2 3. Avatar, Avatar 3. Avatar, Avatar 4. Avatar, uh, Avatar harder There's than five this. of them being made. I know. All right. So um, Sam Worthington, that Australian bloke who's bland as he is boring. Um, James Cameron thinks he's going to be the next big thing, so loads of people hired him to be in their films. Yeah, he just fucking isn't. Right, so um, so he stars as a as a, an army veteran who has been brought... Okay, so I'm going to paint a picture for you first because this is going to make much sense if I don't. <coughs> the world, it's 2025. The world's in ruins. There are 10 billion people fighting for the natural resources of the planet and sadly, there just aren't enough to go around. So... It never is. They've introduced new birthing contracts so that if you want to have an extra child or if you want to have any children, you have to apply for a contract or a, or a, a licence. No. to do so um, in a way of controlling the population one of the other things they're doing is the government has started a, a programme looking for planets that are hospitable now they're doing this because one they failed to actually terraform any planets they've attempted and terraforming's failed 
So what they're looking at now are planets that could eventually develop into an atmosphere where they could live, an environment where they could uh, they could thrive. To do this, they have to start a program in which they take take um, take people from the military, people with military background from all over the world. They put them into a program where they're injected with various drugs to change their genetic code and make it so they're better suited for the environment in on Titan. So, it starts out innocent enough. So they take these shots and they find that they can hold their breath for longer underwater and they, they find that they're faster. But, you know, it's just general little changes here and there. Over time, it gets more like a body horror <laughs> movie. So changes start happening. They start having their skin peel off. At one point, someone's eyes start bleeding. Some of the candidates die because they're on it. They're unable to, you know, they're unable to bear through the change. Um, and then, and then almost, that's about an hour and 10 minutes of the film, an hour and 20 minutes of the film. Hmm. And then the last 20 minutes, they suddenly go, well, we've discovered that all the drugs we've been putting in you, and they're like, yeah, they made your brains get bigger. Hmm. So we need to do a surgery so that your brains can still process stuff. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, so we're going to do that. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. But it means that, you know, your brain will swell and you'll die. And they're like, oh, don't want that. All right, we'll do the surgery. Um, so they go from looking like normal people. So the last four candidates all going looking like normal people. There's Sam Worthington. There's French handsome guy and there's Spanish handsome guy and there's, there's, um, black English lady. Black English lady has this massive, massive load of curly hair. She's a very attractive lady. Uh, before she goes in, they shave it Is all off. Is she Gugu Mabafa Raw? No, it's a different lady. Oh. Uh, shave all her hair off and that. And they shave all Sam Worthington's hair off and they put him in surgery. You see the surgery happening and they come out of surgery and they're suddenly blue, have blue skin have cat eyes and have these weird heads. That's like, Avatar. Yeah. And have weird heads a bit like, um, you know, From Beyond? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, From Beyond, after um, Thingy goes into the dimension, truly. And oh, he comes Taylor in. Schilling's in it. Yeah, there you go. She plays the husband, wife. No, she's from, from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, she plays yeah. the wife of Sam Worthington. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lady. Natalie Emmanuel. Yeah, she's very attractive. She was probably she's in Maze Runner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why I find her attractive. I love Maze Runner. Um, so yeah. So um, and then and then yeah. So he starts changing, and from that point on, Sam Worthington doesn't speak anymore because apparently the people that have gone through the transformation only speak in, in low frequencies and via touch. Um, also, his fingers go like that. Uh, like you know, um, I'm going to explain this to the audience. Oh, like the control like, panel at the end of Total, Total Recall. Recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets hands like that. Give these and, people. Ah. And I don't know why why we would evolve to do that. Yeah. Why would they force them to evolve? Anyway, um, so something happens on the base, and um, Black Lady is shot um, and dies because she's freaked out. She's not happy. She can't talk to her husband. Some incident happens, and there's been violence. A similar thing happens with Sam Worthington, but you know, not in a way where he's being malicious and he attacks his wife. No, there's a simple misunderstanding that because he can no longer understand and hear her, um, she's trying to help him put a jacket on, and he sort of tries to force it and accidentally knocks over his shoulder. Um, the whole film's dog shit. Yeah. I'm going to be like totally honest. The whole film is fucking dog shit. Um, it's so horrible. He like, here's the thing though. Last 20 minutes when they stop having the ability to talk, they go from being people to being these blue aliens and there's no passage of time showing their bodies changing like that. Mm. Like before that point, he's like shown with some flaky skin. Yeah, but you'd have to build more makeup and shit. Anyway, so I guess the end. Is it like the end of um, what's that shit one Skyline? <laughs> they turn into the alien at the end. No, it's nowhere near as bad as that. <laughs> no, actually, that's better. 
that's better than this. Yeah. In the sequel to Skyline, which I've watched, mm. I'm not going to talk about that. I'll review that next week. Anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, and then he becomes blue, and then at the end, dun-dun-dun, his wife becomes the leader of Titan 2, which is the new lab they've set up, and they're hoping to do, they're hoping to refine the process. We're going to this Titan after the death of Earth, basically. So you're saying this is Titan A. So what happens is they wait. There's blue aliens in Titan A. Yeah, there are. Um, <laughs> there's the Titan Two, which is a new a new center they set up for, so they can refine the process and make mm. it so that people can actually travel to this new planet. Um, and and there's a shot where she walks out of the the building with her son. She's talking to her son, so and she looks up into the sky. And then we cut to Titan, the planet. Who's up there? Sam Worthington or Wes Lonesome for no fucking reason. Why would you send him up there? He's going to be by himself. With no way to procreate. There's no nothing for him to eat. He's going to wank on flowers it's, until... Well, here's the thing. Dun, dun, dun. Turns out your dick drops off when you go through the process. Oh. So even if there was another one, he couldn't procreate. Oh. It's the fucking weirdest thing ever. It just cuts. He's completely naked. got no dick. And then it's like, it's like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Nah, and he's got wings. Maybe it's one of those ones that like he's got wings. And he just flies about. Dicks that lives inside you and just comes out. Ugh. <laughs> like like a corpse in the shape of water. Like it's got corpse like in the shape of water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She explains it. She puts her hands together and she opens them up. She's like, and she goes, she uh, fucked that. She fucked that guy. I wonder if they're in shape of water porn. Uh, anyway, so the tie-in. Um, I'm giving this uh, a strong Adam Sandler. It mm. is bad. Well, but strong I mean, Adam Sandler is like. Good Adam Sandler. Which is a terrible movie for everyone else. No, friggin' uh, what's his name? The films Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, but that's and Funny People. That's a strong Adam Sandler. Alright. And what's okay. that new film he's in with Ben Stiller? Apparently it's quite good. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah. You mean Jewish Family the movie? Yeah. Yeah, Jews. Jew cops. Jew cops. <laughs> We've got Yamakas. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's back, we're back, we're bad. He's got a Yamaka and I'm mad. Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> oh, I forgot that you see Sally Hawkins completely in the nuddy in that film. Yeah, that ruined Paddington for you. Or improves it. Didn't ruin Paddington for me. <laughs> there's no shape of water porn, but for some reason there's a lot of bodybuilder. They give him time. Axel Braun's got stuff to film. They also have the scene in which. Um, in which. Uh, the most terrifying man on the earth. Um, what's his name? Um, they've got a scene in which he's fucking his wife. What? So, yeah, look, there's my boob. And he's like, yeah! <laughs> oh dear. And he's just like, oh, God, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, uh, his dead fingers. Oh. Why are you watching that? Well, it's in the film. Oh. It's so freak. it's art. Disgusting. So yeah, I give this a bad Adam Sandler then. Alright. Yeah, it's <laughs> real crap. Like, it is... It's... It's the kind of film that in, like, 20 years' time, someone will be like, oh, I found this really shit movie from 20 years ago called Titan. It'll be like it'll be like our version of I'm Troll 2. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they're pulling digital downloads out to watch on Best of the Worst and Rich yeah. Evans is... <laughs> oh. Rich Evans is literally a corpse now, but they're still using him. <laughs> Dick the birthday boy. <laughs> I saw that picture again the other day. You know, one of Rich Evans as a kid with the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> anyway, is that you done? Yep. Okay. Um, 
Like, do you remember King Kong? Do you remember Godzilla? Do you remember Star Wars and Back to the Future? Do you remember The Simpsons season one through nine? Do you remember logging on to America Online? Do you remember um, when Neon used to be trendy? Do you remember the Where's the Beef Lady from Wendy's? Pet name to genitalia. <laughs> I'm here to talk about Ready Player One. Are you ready? Yeah. Um. So I've not read the book of Ready Player One because every time I read any part of it, I came across it read like absolute horseshit and made me want to cut my brain out. Yep. Um. But the film is done by Spielberg, and Spielberg knows story. If there's one thing Steven Spielberg knows, it's how to craft a story. He's pretty good at it. He's got a bit of a track record. He made a good film about a car running people over once. So, you know, give him credit where he's due. Um, Ready Player One is, like, as a film, passable. Mm. It's, it's probably one of Spielberg's worst films. But Spielberg's worst is still more interesting to watch than a lot of people's best. Mm. A lot of the time, like, visually and just in terms of cinematic language, he tends to do a lot more better. Um, but A lot more better. A lot better more, yeah. Um, but the plot is dystopian future loads of people live their lives in the oasis yep um they earn money there and all this sort of stuff they go and it's a game but it's also a way of living as it were which is it's a kind of believable idea really isn't it yeah i mean if you're making money off putting videos on youtube the next step is off making money being in the game itself like you know it's not far off that um and the creator of it died a few years ago and he left three keys hidden somewhere in the world for people to find. And if you can find the keys and solve the riddles and solve the clues that they get, they can solve and they get an Easter egg. And whoever gets the Easter egg gets his fortune mm-hmm. and control over the Oasis. That's right. Which is pretty rad. It's all about greed. So everyone's trying to win it. And not one person in five years tried driving backwards at the start of a race. Mm. If they were nerds, they would remember Ridge Racer, released in 1994 had a cheat where if you drove backwards at the start, the track would mirror and reverse, and you'd be able to reverse a mirror mode of the track. It's like the first thing that everyone does when you play a fucking driving game. Yes. If you're frustrated and you can't defeat a level, then you just turn backwards. I remember playing a racing game where you drove backwards and then drove over the finish line and the race finished. Yeah. Because it thought you had completed the lap. <laughs> yeah, I remember Toker had an issue with that on one yeah. of the levels. Um, but anyway, yeah, Toker had that whole thing where you could like, where you could turn off the course and drive through the grass and the checkpoints would trigger. Yeah. And you go boom straight back, and you just yeah. do a loop. Um, Togo Race Driver, what yeah, a great fucking game! Yeah. So anyway, this whole thing, like in this oasis, everyone can make whatever they want. And to answer the question of why there's nothing, not much stuff seems to be invented after 2016 onwards. Well, we don't know that because everyone's got original characters. Who knows? Maybe Percival's characters from a game from 2028 or something. Who knows? Um, you don't know that. You don't know. We didn't. We're not. Oh, you're talking in regards to the pop culture. Yeah. But I think that's because it was shaped by a person that yeah. existed. Yeah, It's like because Halliday's stuff is all based around stuff he grew up with and his memories and all this sort of stuff, people became obsessed with the stuff he loved, mm. which is all 70s and 80s. So that's that's fine. It's all 70s, 80s, 90s pop it's the same culture. As now. You've got yeah. people that are born in the 90s that still have nostalgia for the 80s because that's where all this shit that they appreciate comes from. Well, the thing is now is that every TV show kids watch is based on a show from the fucking... Yeah, that's true. Like, there's a new Teenage Mutant Turtle show starting. It looks awful. And Teen Titans, what have they done to Teen Titans over the years? Mm. I mean, God, the 90s cartoon was amazing. Or well, early ben, 2000s. Schwartz, ben Schwartz is in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so I've got hope. Yeah. The new Turtles films were fun. I mean, like, even the CGI series they did was all right. Yeah, that one, Asia, yeah, that was actually quite good. And the CGI film was quite good as well. Yeah. The, the one that's fully CGI, not the one that's mostly CGI. Um, the sequel to the one that's mostly CGI was all right. Yeah, that was a fucking hilarious film at points. Mm. had some funny moments. Um, but yeah, this is like, they're all 
you know, nerd shit mm. they go around. And it doesn't go into that territory that the book does where it's like, oh, I've got my DeLorean with me a Ghostbusters fucking paint job on the outside of it and all this shit. It just go, He just gets in his DeLorean and gets on with it. And the closest it comes to that sort of thing is when, like, he's explaining the Easter egg at the end for the finale. And I got, because I'm a nerd, I knew all that already. Mm. And I was sitting there and I had to remember that that's the sort of thing that only people like me know. That's not something everyone knows. So he has to explain it. Like, people don't know about the first Easter egg okay, yeah. in Adventure. Yeah, so yeah, 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 you're yeah. going to have to explain it. Like, Johnny, what's his name, probably doesn't even know that games look like that at one point. Yeah. Um. So that's fine. That's the closest it gets to being fetishistic as such, apart from recreating moments. Like, they recreate the shine in, in one sequence. And that kind is a of. fucking impressive set. That's a real set they did. Huh? Yeah, that friggin' when it opens the door and it goes into the friggin' um, hmm. The set from the show, that's, that's, that's an entirely new set they've built because the hotel doesn't look like that anymore, the one they filmed it in. Yeah. Um, I really like the scene, the shining thing. Um, what I liked was they didn't do what they did in the books. Oh, they had to recite war every games, wasn't it? Every fucking line, yeah, every yeah. line. Like, you could have done war games as a set piece for that bit and had something going on in there. Well, they could have done but war games and, war then, games and then, is, then they look up and it's just shine. like a battleships from, like, the yeah. NES or from the Commodore or something. But war games isn't as iconic as shining, mm. really. Like... There's nerds who like war games. There's not, but Shining is a film. Like anyone who grew up in the eighties and nineties watched Shining. Yes. Yeah. Like the next closest thing would maybe be Evil Dead or Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't really do Evil Dead. Yeah, but that was a, that was nice how they changed the challenges though and did that. And it's it is very different from the books, as from what I understand. And they made Artemis. Artemis is a much more interesting character than Percival. Um, yeah. But then again, I suppose you have to have a character who maybe doesn't have the goal of. Such an out, such a sort of politically motivated goal, but at the end of the day, the film is about a bunch of people stopping a giant corporation, but by their obsession with corporate cat mascots. Fair enough. Um, mm. There was one thing I noticed that I thought was kind of interesting. Every pop culture image you see in the film is like an accurate image of what you know from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the bike, Canada's bike from Akira looks like that. The friggin' Iron Giant looks like the Iron Giant, except it's firing fucking laser blasts at its eyes and has a mm. gun on its arm. Whatever. Um, it does a thumbs up as it goes into the mm. fucking arm. Um, the Mad Bull they use as a bomb looks like a Mad Bull. Yeah. Um, that was a quite a cool whole sequence, that. But the Mechagodzilla isn't from anything. That Mechagodzilla is a completely new design. Mm. And that's weird. Because I know Toho don't want the American studios using their designs, mm-hmm. which is why Godzilla looks different, why there wasn't any monsters that you know in the Godzilla film that came out in 2014. Um, but now they've, they're have they going to do Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra. It um, looks a lot like the Godzilla from the Godzilla 2014 movie. Yeah, which makes me wonder if that new Godzilla film that's coming out secretly has Mechagodzilla in it mm. and they snuck the design into Ready Player One as like a forward thinking I don't think that's the case because it looks it looks like it could fit into that film yeah but I just don't think that's the case I would love it if it did it's quite a good Mechagodzilla design yeah um, I was mostly happy with the um, with the gun down <laughs> and he does the pose <laughs> yeah of course it does the pose it has yeah. the sword reflects the light everything. yeah the only thing was he didn't specify which gun down and it is an RX-001 so did you see the ship it came out oh the um, fucking uh, one from Firefly isn't it mm-hmm. the Serenity yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such a nerdy fucking movie. Yeah. But that, that thing, that film did like, like... I wasn't really massively into it in the early parts and all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, fine enough. But that whole final act is a perfect Spielberg final act. It's big, it's yeah. massive, and then it gets smaller, and you have the finale end up in the back of a truck in some slums. Yeah. And it is 
you know, it, it manages to pull it all back down, which is a good thing Spielberg can do, where you can make something grand seem simple. Yeah, one of the things Sorry. that Spielberg did that was absolutely point on, and it's something that any other director would have fucked up, and that's the final scene in which they've got one last person who's fighting his way for adventure, trying to complete the game. Mm. And he is sweating, and he's broken, and he's just like... And, like, instead of them cutting back to see what he's doing in the game, every so often you see him in the background, or you see yeah. people walking past, and he's still trying to you be see people watching him on the screen. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's not like, it's not like they, it's not like you, you just, every time you go into the scene, you see him just trying to play adventure on this little shitty TV, because that'd be, that'd be boring as fuck. <laughs> instead, you just see other people's reaction, and his reaction in the real world, and how stupid it looks. Yeah. And that was what, kind of one of the things for me, is that every so often they're like, VR is fucking stupid. Like, the way it looks when you're doing it is fucking stupid. Yeah. But if you enjoy it, just do Just whatever. Yeah. But it's overall, I'd say it's like, it's a solid film. But this year, I don't think it's getting off to as good a start as last year. No. <laughs> but um, at least we had Black Panther. Black yeah. Panther was fucking amazing. And Paddington 2, that was last year, wasn't it? No, that was this year. Was it? January. Yeah. It was a January oh, release. Yeah. Fair enough. You had Paddington 2. Um, we've got Avengers soon. Yeah. Yeah. And then after Avengers, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Is that this year? Yeah. Isn't Aquaman this year? No. I don't know. Is it? It might be November. I don't know. Can't remember. But um, yeah, Ready Player One. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it, like I say, it wasn't as fetishistic about the references and stuff. It was just they just were there and mm. going on. Like they could have made up all of them, and it wouldn't make massive amount of difference. Like. You could have just had the characters, oh, this is something from a game that existed years ago. Take yeah. our word on it. Yeah, you could have done that. But, but to add the authenticity and all this and to give you an idea it's set in our future, mm. you know, you need to have that sort of stuff. And, you know, we got to watch a mad ball we used as a grenade, even though they had the holy hand grenade. So yeah. why didn't they use the holy hand grenade there? She was out of weapons. Where'd she get the mad ball from? Mm. <laughs> but, I mean, they had a pretty quick working UI to buy stuff, so I suppose maybe she just brought it. Maybe, yeah, just, yeah, just I did like when he was um, racing in the race at the start and demolishing the cars and collecting the money to buy his fuel just so he had enough fuel to keep getting mm. through the race. But where did he get the fuel from for the second time he did the race? Well, we went backwards. <laughs> yeah. I think that by that point... Maybe he'd gone and played Tetris for a bit. I think that <laughs> maybe fuel is only like a boost. Maybe. Don't know. So that's what he was using it for. I think the car probably has fuel because it's fusion, isn't it? It's the Mr. Fusion version of the DeLorean. <laughs> oh, no, it was a nuclear-powered one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a nerd. Yeah, that's all right, Mr. Fusion. Mm. Yeah, it was passable. Yeah. <laughs> Percival's passable. I didn't mind it. Yeah. I think I spent the first hour rolling my eyes at a lot of the dialogue. Um, You're right. When he says that bit at the start where he went, uh, you don't need anything else when you've got your freaking Oasis headset and your omnidirectional treadmill. I was like, oh shit, it's going to be like this the whole way through, mm. isn't it? And then the narration stops. Like, so. there's, there's loads of shit in there that I, I just didn't like. Um, but it's a Spielberg movie. You're right, it's a Spielberg movie. If I could watch it on mute with subtitles, mm. I'd probably enjoy it a lot. It'd be an infinitely worse movie if it was Paul Douglas Anderson directing oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He could have done the exact same script and it, it would have come out... It would have been a hundred times worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a shining sequence would have been Resident Evil. Yeah. And Millie Jovovich would have got out. She would have played uh, Artemis. <laughs> oh, God. Um, alright so yeah like Artemis is a better character Percival's really bland and the whole idea of it is quite well I just don't like I don't like the fact that it's a lot of the toxic behaviour around gamers a lot of the bad stuff was very inherent in the book Mm. and I was hoping Steven Spielberg being someone who is such a fantastic director 
just a real eye for detail. Would have got rid of all of it, but there's still some of it in there. Yeah, he doesn't have um, Percival stalking Artemis no, or whatever, does no, he? No, nothing like that. But you've still got that, I love you, and I've done this grand thing, so you're mine now. That's yeah. still there in the ending, and I was like... Uh, and then you've got also... He's a billionaire, though. Yeah. So and You've also got Halliday's, Halliday's thing where he's like, oh, I was I was in love with her, and I didn't, I didn't ask her the right question, or I didn't do it the right way, and then she fell in love with someone else. It's like... Dude, she just chose someone else. Yeah. Like, you're obsessing over something that is someone else's... It was quite good, though, he was. Um, freaking, what's-his-face? Guy with a pointy face. He has a he has a pointy... He's wearing makeup in that film. He's got a rubber nose. Who's that? Um, the guy playing Halliday. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can't remember his... He looks like... Um, friggin... Friggin name. No, but, I mean, I liked it. I liked the film. It was just... It was one of those times where I was sitting there watching it, and every so often I'd hear someone... Mark say, Rylance. Oh. Yeah, under a ton of makeup. Mate, Mark Rylance. Yeah, him. You know him. Oh. Fucking. Uh, I thought it was someone else entirely. Yeah, he's in Dunkirk and Bridge of Spies and yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, I I, was seeing in the cinema and every so often, I don't know if you had this experience, but every so often someone, that's from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> like, you know, I had I had that. That wasn't directed at me, that was people around me. I would just hear someone say, let's see. DeLorean. It's from a film called Akira. Have you seen Akira? And like I, in my head, I was like, <laughs> "These are all the chin bids." What about Akira? That's from Japan. Yeah. Remember Gallagher and Mrs. Pac-Man? Just I was, <laughs> I was sitting there, and and like it's it's stuff like, "Do you see the helicopter on his bike? On a bike, it's great." Yeah, the Thundercats. Yeah, the Thundercats. Like it's just shit like that was just really irritating. It's um, weird how um, there's in the future of 2047, there's absolutely no influence of Star Wars or Marvel or anything. Yeah, that's interesting. It's weird, that. It's really weird, isn't it? <laughs> um, you'd expect there to be one lightsaber, although I did like the Hadouken at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was nice. Um, if you've got the power to do that without anything else, why not just become a Saiyan? <laughs> you know, like, just go around just being <laughs> spirit like... Bombing. Spirit bombing. everything, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, all in all, the game... What was the, 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 the spell ho- they cast to break the thing? It's a spell from something. I thought it was going to be Klandu not Yeah, that's what I expected. Klandu Barata Nitko. Yeah. That's what I was hoping, but no, it's just some other bullshit. It's probably something from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's too deep a cut for me. I did not get that, but... um, I mean, some of the funnier bits are that you've got people like TJ Miller playing toxic game Mm. players that just sort of do it for... Yeah, do it for money. Do it for money and do it to hurt other people and do it because they just enjoy hunting and killing people. Yeah. Um, And they get their comeuppance, but... You know, the whole world and the whole structure of it didn't make sense in the book. Well, the bad guy Sorrento's avatar was was basically president business. I thought it was M. Bison. <laughs> He's just like a big butch. Yeah. I thought he had a Bruce Wayne-like thing going oh, on, really? but it's not. He just basically, yeah. he's so unimaginative. Yeah. His avatar is a big buff businessman. Yeah. Because he that's doesn't like... care. He's got no imagination for it. So his his avatar is the most dull avatar you can imagine. Yeah. I liked the... Which is probably really difficult to get. I liked some of the plans. <laughs> like, I like... The film in all is fine. I just... Mm. This won't be this won't be another Schindler's List or Jurassic Park or any of that. It, it won't be something that I. Return. It's not as fun as Schindler's List. Well, no, it's not. It's just not something that I'm ever going to return to and be like that is a hundred percent a piece of art. Hmm. It's always going to be one of those things. that's like, well, this is when Steven Spielberg made pop. Spielberg, Steven Spielberg still makes some good films, man. Yeah, he does. Freaking um, Bridge of Spies is all right. Friggin I didn't like Bridge of Spies. Didn't you? Oh, no, okay. I think he's heavily reliant on Tom. What about Hanks. Um, the one he did with Eric Banner years ago. Munich. Yeah. Great film. Yeah. That really does, good yeah. film. 
Um, I, I think that Steven Spielberg's heavily reliant on Tom Hanks right now. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, he's heavily reliant on Tom Hanks. And as much as I like Tom Hanks as an actor, I think that Steven Spielberg needs to go the way of Martin Scorsese. Hmm. Martin Scorsese, he manages to direct young, really energetic actors. And hmm. he, he manages to meet them beat for beat. Hmm. The films move, they roll, there's action. There's And Scors- Scorsese's been like just taking apart his style in the last few yeah. films. Like friggin' um like Wolf of Wall Street looks nothing like that friggin' one with Spider Man when they go off whatever it was called, one of the priests. With a bunch oh, of, yeah. silence. Yeah, it's nothing that like that. That one was fucking incredible. Yeah, and it's nothing like that other one with DiCaprio where he was like uh, crazy. Yeah, departed. Oh no, Shutter Island. Yeah. I didn't like Shutter Island. Shutter That's... Island was like a like it was a love up to the prisoner and stuff like that, those sort of series, but it wasn't it's not. It's not. It's probably one of his weaker films, but yeah. it's still a nice looking film. It has some it's brilliant a, no, it's moments. A really fucking yeah. nice looking film. It's just very predictable for me. Yeah. Yeah. Loads of people were like, "Oh, I never saw that coming." I was like, "This feels just like every fifties movie." It's like when he when he keeps dreaming about his wife and she ble- starts bleeding all over the place. All oh, right, he killed her. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, right, cool." Yeah. I got um, that straight away. He's like, "Okay, fine." I think that Martin Scorsese. I think that the reason I don't like Shutter Island is that Martin Scorsese was just like, "This is the script. I'm going to film. I'm going to make it. There we go. It's done." Yeah. And I think that if you gave that script to Steven Spielberg, you'd make the exact same film. Yeah. I think that's the problem with that. Um, and sort of my feelings around that. Um, but when it comes to, when it comes to this, uh, Ready Player One, it's a fine film. Mm. Just, just. It's not as bad as King of the Crystal Skull. It's above that. Yeah, but the problem is that it's, I think that Steven Spielberg may have been the wrong person to direct it. Mm. I think it might have been better in the hands of someone like Martin Scorsese. Uh, also, has he got a film coming up that's um, the sort of one that wouldn't be a big studio film and he would have needed a lot of money for it? Probably. Because, you Probably. know, War Horse happened because he did something else. You know, that's what happens with Spielberg. He does, you do the big studio film, then you do the film you want to do yeah. with the money they let you have because you made the big studio film. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, but I doubt Schindler's List would have happened unless he agreed to make Jurassic Park. Well, Jurassic Park too. Nah, as soon as this was the same year as Jurassic Park, they came out. Was it? Yeah, yeah, but right. a couple of months apart. Yeah, because he um he filmed Jurassic Park and then went off and filmed Schindler's List while Jurassic Park was in post production, mm. and they both came out like within a few months of each other. Mm. And they're completely different films in the same year. Is Schindler's List? Is Schindler's List? Was it shot in black and white? It wasn't, was it? It Was shot in color? Well, yeah, I don't think a black and white film. It would have been. Shot in colour. Because it would have been more expensive to get black and white film than it would have been to shoot in colour. Because there's colour moments in it, isn't there? There's that yeah, thing. that's what I mean. So I think yeah. it was shot in colour and then... And back then you would have had to have graded that on... I suppose it wasn't digital colour correction, I don't think, back then. Yeah, 95. Yeah, I 94. don't know. Yeah, the year of Toy Story. Digital colour correction wasn't much of a thing back then. Mm. The Matrix was the first one to go crazy with it. Anyway, yeah, sorry. So Ready Player One. I give it, I give it a solid... Um, it's hard to rate because I have my own problems with like everything that surrounds it. Like fucking Gamergate used the book as their fucking Bible essentially. And the way that people react around women nowadays is fucking toxic enough without this shit existing in the world. Um, okay, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a Mel Gibson. But I'm gonna give it a Mel Gibson before the troubles. Oh, for Leaf Weapon 2, Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a Mel Gibson before the troubles. Everybody loved him. Hmm. Made some great movies. Still Australian. Slightly racist. Still Australian. Not yeah. really racist yet. Yeah, they did the have that bean leaf weapon too where they were, um, Danny Glover wanted to go to Africa. Yeah. And the South African guys know, well, you can't go there. Yeah. Why not? Because you're a blick. You're a blick. And then it hard cuts them in the car cracking yeah. up. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the fact that he goes in there because he goes, I want to go fight the apartheid with my brothers. And he goes, he goes, 
I don't, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, sir, but you cannot go to South Africa, sir. Oh, what is that, sir? What? Y- because you're, you're black. A <laughs> because you're a blick. You're a blick. Um, it's a great film. It it's the only film. American film that tackled the apartheid. I know, and it's fucking Leave Weapon too. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, uh, my final review, it's going to be a quick one. Um, I bought Far Cry 5. Oh. I love it. Oh. Far Cry 5 is a great game. Uh, if you played Far Cry, anything other than Far Cry 1, then you'll be ready to play this. Uh, it's open world. Ready player 1 this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, player, yeah. Uh, uh, um, Far Cry, Far Cry is an open world shooter. Everybody knows it. You get a parachute, you get vehicles, so you drive around, shoot stuff. Yeah. There's no towers anymore, but you've still got loads of points on the map that you reveal little objectives and you get them done. And then you move on to the next one. Um, it's all, I've had a lot of people say, there's not very interesting protagonist uh, antagonist in this one. Well, all the Far Cry games, that. yeah, but all Far Cry games have an interesting protagonist littered about the f- game because you yeah. kill them. Yeah, fucking died. Vass died. He was the first one. Well, he yeah. was like the first or second. He lasts for about six hours and then yeah. he's gone. Um, yeah. And then Pagan Min, Pagan Min just appears and yeah. then disappears and then appears again. Yeah. In this, you've got the father, um, Joseph Seed, who is a cult leader. Um, and his his uh, his brothers and sisters have taken over over Hope County. The game opens with you, a U.S. Mar- um, with you, a, a sheriff's deputy, um, another sheriff's deputy, the sheriff, and a U.S. marshal going to capture Joseph Seed. They're essentially arresting him on suspicion of murder. They've actually got video evidence, but they need to make sure that it's suspicion of murder, so that the court doesn't kick off when they go and collect him. Yeah, um, you go to arrest him. And in this fantastic scene in which he's, he literally says, God won't let you take me. And all this other stuff, and like he, he holds his hands out for you to cuff him and you take him away. And you get in the helicopter and you manage to make it away, but as you're in the heli- as you're um, flying off, loads of the cult members sort of start grabbing onto the helicopter. And one person in particular on the front of the helicopter jumps into the rotor blades yeah. and causes the fucking thing to just tilt and, and fall down. And that's when you're basically on your own. It's a very similar opening to Far Cry 3. Yeah. You're running through the woods, you find a small group of people, you take them out and you take their weapons and you continue running through the woods until you Does meet Does he ever someone. look at blood on his hands and go, what have I become? No, he's already... Oh, he's he's uh, Far Cry 3 did that and it won lots of awards for yeah. its writing. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great game. Um, it's a really fucking great game. But it's trimmed back the skill tree in it a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, a lot. There's yeah. a lot less in the skill tree. It's all around weapons. You don't craft equip- stuff, do you? No, not no. really. You can so craft like- stuff. You can craft some stuff in your yeah. like menu. But it's not like the endless craft in no. Far Cry 3. No, you're not like, got to get some more arrows in yeah. Far Cry Primal or Far Cry 3. Or yeah, because like, one thing I really like with Blood Dragon is that it took out all the bullshit from Far Cry 3 and gave you this really concentrated short burst of yeah. good Far Cry action with a fucking dragon that fires lasers out of its nose and Friends for Eternity yeah. <laughs> well, it played the touch during that bit Friends Forever was oh, on yeah. the end sequence you got the touch do you remember you walk up the things and the steps go yes yes yeah that game's fucking great it is it is but anyway Far Cry 5 it's a fantastic game it's the problem is that loads of people have said that they don't like the politics of it because the people that you're fighting against are religious conservatives that want to keep their guns and they've got this like environment and and the way that he's been able to manipulate them is he's been saying, oh, Jesus wants this. Jesus wants you to do that. He's very charismatic. Mm. At the same time, you find out there's an underlying plot where his sister is a chemist and she's been making a drug called Bliss. Oh, yeah. I saw the, the cool angels or something that they... Yeah. 
people wandering around in a haze. Yeah, and they mm. fuck they fuck people up. Like even mm. a small dose, they could make you more suggestive to things. Mm. Um, and it's 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 quite interesting. I'm I'm excited about where the plot's going. I think it's more interesting than people making it out to be. I don't like the fact that a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, it's it's a generic sort of adventure. Like you know what you're getting with Far Cry Five. If you bought Far Cry Five expecting to play Halo Four, you're doing the doing it wrong. You're not you're not me you're not you know managing yeah, your own no, I think it's more that, like Far Cry Two did a pretty good job of giving you a um, freaking Heart of Darkness style smart story about you know the role of an antagonist and a protagonist and all this sort of stuff. It's like mm. you're the protagonist. Oh, actually, you're a bad guy at the end. Yeah. Um, but the Far Cry games aren't that. The Far Cry games are that done by Michael Bay now. Mm. Ever since Far Cry Three. Yeah, they've they've been the game where someone will look at their hands and say, "What have I become?" After they've got blood on them, and there's bits in Far Cry Three where like you can't tell if they're doing it for parody or for serious. That's where like it. you're flying the helicopter, it's playing Flight of the Valkyries, and yeah. it's like I can't tell if they're. And you start burning a weed field, it plays that Skrillex fucking oh, yeah. dubstep song <laughs> yeah. instead um, of Iron Line Zion by Bob Marley, which yeah. would have been perfect. But no, whatever, fine, play Skrillex. Um, but it's. <laughs> You know, it. that's the thing, though. It is the game itself. So Far Cry 3 was a really stupid plot, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. Far Cry 4, they started to get a little bit more heavy, and it was all about this political movement. Pagan Min was, uh, was a dictator who moved in, took over control of everything using his drug trade and using his weapons trades, and then the people were fighting back. This is very similar, hmm. but this is obviously all about a family of cultists who come in, convince everyone to join the cult, and just basically take over the area. And when you look at the way that everything everything's happened, there are still people that are resistance members. It's just instead of them being, you know, out and out firing guns into the air and shit like that, they're the people, the older people that, that don't want anything to do with it. If there's someone being attacked, they close their door when they're attacking people because they're sinners. Hmm. And sinner can be like reporters and things like that. So there are some sorry. Sorry. Yeah. There are some similar ties to the Trump administration, the whole fake news thing, by having reporters being the enemies and having mm. people that have outside links being enemies and people with knowledge being enemies. But all in all, I think that that's just the nature of the beast. Mm. That's kind of the people these these guys would want out of their out of their town. I think you know, people expect Far Cry to say anything. Mm. It's just gonna it's gonna be using that as a backdrop for action. Yeah, stupidity, that's and it's good. Is. That's the thing. It, mm. it makes for an interesting story. Yeah, like there was. I, I'm one of those people that I will start doing one section. If I get stuck on that section, what I'll do is I'll just jump in a fucking plane, go to the other side of the island and go and capture something else hmm. and then come back to it when I've had a bit of a breather or when I've unlocked some new skills. And I did that and I went over to the prison to go and save the people that were sort of the resistance members that had locked themselves in the prison so that they had like a, a fortress. Um, and the sheriff um, tells you, oh, oh, so you're aware when everything went down, basically, I was wandering in a field the the US Marshal was wandering in a field, but he was he was being influenced by that bliss. You wouldn't recognise him now. And that in my head sets me up for the expectation. Like I'm looking forward to that confrontation. I'm looking forward to seeing what's actually going on yeah. with him. And like other games don't really do that. Yeah. They don't have that same sort of pointing. And also other games, if they turn around and they say they say, Oh God, have you heard of the terror? Have you heard of the terror in the woods? This well trained killer that they've got and you'd be like, oh, that's that US Marshal, isn't it? <laughs> That'd be you going like, oh, that's that US Marshal. Like, oh, he calls himself the Terror now. Doesn't follow the name US Marshal, man. Instead in this, it's like, oh, yeah, no, he's fucked up. He's in the woods. I think Ubisoft are trying to make 
something a bit different to the norm. Well, they're still trying to fit in that Ubisoft formula, but they're trying to make the games just better in general. Yeah. Like Assassin's Creed Origins was fantastic. Yeah, people loved it. Yeah, I played through the whole thing now. I played through the whole story. I'm on the part where you can just like go around finishing up quests and doing all the little extra plot threads that turn up afterwards. Yeah. But um, that game's stunning and friggin' brilliantly put together. Like has some. It's like easily the best Assassin's Creed game by friggin' miles. Mm. Um, I would have said Assassin's Creed 2 before that was the perfect one but I'd say Black Flag I sample, yeah, I've got Black Flag but I've never played it but because um, I got it on got it on PC and never just never never started it mm. um, but Origins was fantastic and it like it still did a whole bunch of the Ubisoft the game stuff but it was like just a brilliantly paced story that had really interesting setting and all this sort of stuff it's not yeah. they, they don't go for the straightforward setting every time it's like it's always something a little bit different and that's okay it's good it's like, like that more of that yeah, yeah. I still want a freaking Assassin's Creed set in Samurai Town, though. No matter what they say, Samurai Town. Yeah, let let them do a Yakuza game based on the Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Just put over one of those Yakuza Samurai games they did that never got released over here and call it Assassin's Creed Samurais or something. And uh, yeah, let me play Yakuza games because I want them. I think that Assassin's Creed Rogue game looks interesting. That came out ages ago. Did you, did you yeah, play that? Yeah, but it's been remastered. Yeah, didn't you play it? No, it's literally Black Flag with a different protagonist. Oh, it's very similar. Well, I different heard islands that, and stuff. Because Black Flag, he sort of falls into being an assassin. Yeah, he does become part of the Brotherhood of Assassins. Yeah, yeah. Just because he sort of falls into that environment and doesn't really tell anyone he's not actually trained. Yeah. But in Rogue, he's apparently trying to kill all the assassins. Yeah, I think you're like one of the. What is it? The other side, aren't you? What they call? What they freaking called? The, Cadmus, yeah, something like that. Mm. Oh no, no, Cadmus is in Batman. The Abstergo is the corporation, but the Abstergo, that's yeah, it. but the um, the Templar, Templar. Templar Knights, yeah, it's the Temp Knights Templar. That's it. Yeah, they're the ones who are often. Mm. But this Assassin's Creed Origins did the whole um, basically. He was Batman. He eventually goes. You know what? These people in control are dicks. So we're going to sort out injustice in the world, and that's what the whole like game becomes about. Hmm. Is about him becoming a like a vigilante freedom fighter. Because he was like the cop, for the top cop for the Pharaoh. They're mm. like freedom fighters. And at some point the Pharaohs went, no, you should protect smaller people. So he's had a taste of that, but he's still working for the Pharaohs. Mm. And then by the end of the thing, it's like he's swayed completely over to helping people, not the Pharaohs. Yeah. Um, and there's like a thing that points you towards a potential sequel, which I think they'll announce this year at E3. Because I think there's going to be a game where he plays his wife. Oh, cool. And I think that's going to be the next one. DLC. I think it'll be a whole game. Oh, really? Because she picks a name for herself at the end. And if you're a history buff... You know what that means. Hmm. So, yeah. Cool. But you get to fucking stab Caesar at the end of the game. So, What, the end of a game in Egypt? Yeah, well, Caesar was around with um, Cleopatra and shit, wasn't he? And, hmm. um, you know, you basically, you set up the whole assassination and everyone stabs Caesar to death. <laughs> and Brutus is there, you too, Brutus. <laughs> Et tu, Brute. <laughs> Which is like a fantastic finale for the hmm. game. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way. I didn't see it going that direction. Yeah, I've been completed Far Cry Five. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm sixty percent done. Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I'd say that, I'd say there are issues. There's a little bit of performance trouble, but that'll be patched out eventually. I reckon. It's just stuff like popping. I've seen it happen on PC. I've seen it happen on Xbox One X and PS4 Pro and everything. Yeah, with large scale games like that, though, mm. it's going to happen. Yeah, especially when you're up in the air or anything. Yeah, you're going to see it. Um, one thing that I do really miss: custom soundtracks. Yeah, I missed that on Xbox. Mm. 
And PS4. Especially with wrestling games where you could have your custom soundtracks mm, for your... Yeah, you have your intro. Yeah, for your wrestlers. But I used to sit and play Hexic and just put on friggin' like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I was. I used to... GTA, I used to get in cars just so I could listen to my custom soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. You had to make a playlist on yeah, the yeah, Xbox did, 360 yeah. sometimes, didn't yeah. you? It was a good shizzle back then. Yeah. It's bullshit, we're not allowed them now. Well, we can watch Spotify. Or yeah. listen to Spotify. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about Spotify? <laughs> um... I rewatched Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. Don't stop never not Don't stopping. Don't stop never stopping. Yeah. That's still a great film. Still not seen it. Maybe not. Yeah. It's really good. Anyway. That's the uh, that's this week's episode. Oh, sorry, Far Cry Five, I haven't given it a score. Tom Atkins. Alright. Yeah, I'll give it to Tom Atkins. <laughs> um so that's the end of our episode. This is Cryptocalypse episode eighty five. Yeah. Um if you have, if you want to get in contact with either of us, you can find Anne at L V fifty four Space Monkey on Twitter. Oh, he is. He is currently the most popular mellow gaming channel on YouTube. Yay. Yeah. Um, you can find myself at Chris Apocalypse on Twitter. Sorry, Matt. My name's Matt. Um, I guess have a good couple of weeks and we'll see. Hopefully I'll be all cured by then. I'm already sounding better, I think. Mm. You're not um, coughing through the whole episode. That's it. That's Just good. yawning through the whole episode. I'm very tired still. Very lethargic. Don't worry, I've got six hours, 20 minutes of WrestleMania to watch at least. Are you going to work tomorrow? No, no, I've got tomorrow off. I was going to say. Um, as always, have a great time. Trump fucks kids. What else? Bye. Oh, man. Is there anything exciting coming up? Is your birthday soon? No. It's already been, hasn't it? No. It's not until June. got ages. What did I buy a present for? Oh, I bought you a Christmas present. Probably, I don't know. And I bought you a random present. I bought you... Um... Stop buying me presents. I will. Oh, my God. I'm never going to stop buying you presents. Oh. You deserve treats. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. Have I a good week. I saw a puppy today. What? A little Labrador puppy being trained as a guide dog came in my section. Adorable. And it was yapping away. Yeah, they're adorable. Little black lab. I want a um, I want a dog. Yeah. Puppies. Puppies. <laughs>